I just want to encourage you as Josh is giving the word um, that if things come to mind, to be quick about it. Amen? To say, Lord, here I am. I'm laying it down. Amen? Just be bold. So let me pray for you, brother. Lord, be blessed. Yes, the main reason we blame God is that we see suffering as unfair. So we misunderstand, we actually misunderstand the purpose of life. We Holding God responsible for our pain is, a mis, is misguided as, as it is unproductive. When he made people, he wanted, he didn't want clones or puppets or robots, right? He chose to create people with whom he could have a personal relationship. And to accomplish this, he decided to add the most dangerous ingredient, which is free will. For better or worse, we get to choose how we live, and pain, pain and sufferings are inevitable at some stage in our lives. So what am I trying to say? I'm saying it's not, it's not God who did the bad thing. It's, it's the person who has free will who chose not to do the good thing. It's not God. Um, and maybe that's a little confusing, and maybe that's a little deep, and I'm willing to, like, we can... We can have it's if, good. if you're if it's confusing or whatever, like we can hash it out after service. I love I love to talk about this kind of stuff. But essentially, you can forgive God, and it's probably one of the maybe one of the hardest things you do. So when so we could say you're forgiving God. We could really say what you're doing is you're saying, God, I I've held you responsible for this terrible thing that's happened. I see that you allowed it in my life, and I feel like you're responsible for it. You know, but I'm going to choose to not hold you responsible for it. You know, forgiveness is not usually a one-time thing. It's a process. It's a process of, of uh, many times it's a process over years. And it depends on how big the offense was. What's happened to you? You know, like sexual abuse is a big, big thing. And I recommend you seeking out wise counsel to help you walk through forgiveness. Um, uh, physical abuse is a big thing, right? Like... Um, 9-11, like all these people get killed and we don't think God did anything, right? These are big things that it's like really important for us to come into community and talk to each other and figure out how do we get to a place where we see that God is good no matter what's happened there. And so forgiving God or releasing him, not holding him accountable for what we think that he is accountable for is one way that you're going to start to actually see God clearly. Um, thanks for the amen, I appreciate that. All right, next on that list is going to be uh, forgiving myself. So you might not realize this, and I had somebody come up to me last time when we walked through this forgiveness prayer. She said, uh, so last week we did this, there's this, not last week, but last time I was up here, we did this um, model forgiveness prayer where you basically insert the person that has offended you, and you insert the offense, and we pray it out. It's like mad lips for forgiveness. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Um, and she, she came to me after service and was like, I'm not, I, didn't, I didn't hear, because like, I, I said, hey, let's close our eyes and we're going to listen for who do we need to forgive. And she said, I didn't, I didn't hear another name, but I started to feel like I needed to forgive myself. She was like, can I do that? And I was like, absolutely, absolutely you can. That's what spurred me on to do this, this little deeper, this deeper um, unpacking on like, people that you can forgive. And so... What's important to know is, like, after you have, at, like, so say you did something terrible or something that you feel bad about, and you have repented and you've said, Lord, I ask for your forgiveness. Please forgive me. I repent. I'm going to walk differently. 
but you still struggle with like shame from that event. I can think of a few things that I won't mention that people could do that you might struggle with shame from that event. And what might be happening is that, not that you haven't been forgiven, but you haven't actually received God's forgiveness fully in that area. And so if you're feeling like you're struggling with shame or guilt or unworthiness, you're not able to be, feel love and acceptance, but if this is after you've already asked for forgiveness, you may need to actually forgive yourself or basically more fully receive God's forgiveness that like he's already forgiven you. So the truth is, Amen. you've already been forgiven. You're simply appropriating or saying, or taking on the forgiveness that you're saying. It's like, yeah. Alan, do you want this prayer card? Amen. Yes. Do you want it? Yeah. Okay, now you've received it. Right? Forgiveness is already given. What's that? Well, I'm not God. I'm not God. Um, right? So that's that's like an example. That's example of what I'm trying to say. Is you have like to go get it. You have been forgiven, but you need to come into agreement with that and receive that forgiveness from Amen. the Lord. You can do that in person. Do that over the phone. No, I'm just saying. You can come up front. Um, but basically, that's a this is a this is a tool to like if you're feeling unworthy, you, there's a way in which you can stop that. Like really simply, like Amen. real simple tools. God has forgiven you. Now I'm going to choose to believe it. I'm going to actually go and get it. I'm going to put it on. I'm going to see myself the right way. I'm going to start to see myself as a forgiven son. Right. So it, it, repentance is important in that too. I'm not saying like, you're forgiven, but you need to repent. You need to turn and agree with what God's saying. Like, I'm not, like I was just saying, like, I took this back from him. I'm saying, I'm not God, but the main sin of most people's lives is like, they believe that they're God. So if I'm God, I get to choose what's right and wrong, right or wrong. But when I repent, I say, no Lord, that's sin and you say that's sin, so I'm gonna repent and agree. Like that is sin and I want you to change me. I want to trust Amen. that you'll change me. I want to be different. This one was kind of, I've never heard really anybody talk about this, but this was this forgiving indirect offender. So someone that has not directly harmed you, like I didn't say, hey, Alan, you so-and-so, and then you got offended, which that wouldn't work for Alan to say, <laughs> call me anything you want, you won't be offended. <laughs> don't, don't try, I'm just moving, okay? Evidence of a transformed life, he's not, he's... Level three of this is unoffendable, but we're not going to go into that today. Living an unoffendable life is, is a whole other topic, but... If you feel offended that someone else's unjust treatment, you definitely need to forgive. Um, this was, someone asked me a question, they were like, well, I'm not offended because this person didn't hurt me, but I was at this place, um, and like I was at, a, at an office, and I saw the boss was like chewing out this, this woman behind the desk, and, and I just got so mad for that woman, but I don't need to forgive because that person didn't hurt me. I was like, well, actually you do need to forgive because you're carrying an offense. So anytime that you're carrying an offense towards somebody, and you're feeling that and bitterness, like that's evidence, those emotions are evidence that something is wrong, right? We don't like pain, but pain is like a gift from God that we, nobody wants. Like, 
I was reading in the book um, that I was just telling you about by June Hunt, and she tells this story of, um, of leprosy, and she claims that the problem with leprosy, um, which is a, disease, is a disease where most people, like you would, we don't have leprosy very much in this, I don't think we have it in this country, but anyway, who knows what leprosy is? Does anybody not know what leprosy is? Okay, everybody seems to know what leprosy is. <laughs> um, make a long story short, they don't feel pain in, in their, like when they get, when they like smack up against something, they won't feel the pain. And so they can damage themselves even worse. Right. So they can, they lose limbs and they lose fingers and they lose body parts because like they'll stick their hands into boiling water and they don't feel the pain. And then their hands blister and then they get infected and stuff like that. So she was using that example to explain that pain is a gift from God because if, you, if I... If I kept doing this really hard, I keep pounding this, pounding this, pounding this, pounding this, pounding this, but I don't feel that, eventually I'm going to break my knuckles, I'm going to break my hand. Think, I'm not talking, I'm talking this way. I'm going to break, break my hand. And so basically, we don't like pain, but pain, I'm trying to say, pain is an indicator that we need to forgive, right? So, so in relationship, if you're feeling like, ah, oh, that person, man, oh, well, you can choose to just like walk in that, or you can choose to realize that's just a, an indicator that something is wrong. Something is wrong relationally, and if you can reframe that emotional pain and realize that something is wrong, I need maybe I need to forgive. Maybe there's a way that we could restore the relationship, or maybe that like it's just a, a way. So like redefining pain is, is, is I think an interesting interesting concept with this. Amen. Basically, if you feel offended, it's an indicator that you need to forgive. Um, so something that I did want to touch on is that forgiveness, again, I want to reiterate, and I said this in the last message, but forgiveness is not um, reconciliation. Reconciliation is like two people restoring a relationship. That one person, the people that have messed up the relationship, are going to say, um, let's restore the relationship, I repent, I'm sorry, and then we work on restoring the relationship. Forgiveness is simply you're canceling the debt that that person owes you because they've harmed you. Amen. And that's for your emotional freedom. That's for your spiritual freedom. That's so, like, you don't walk around being bitter and, and just basically destroying your life. Um, and so because of that, basically the Lord gave me this little, this little phrase. You forgive to set yourself free. You set boundaries to protect yourself and what you value. Offense keeps things in just as much as it keeps things out. So interpersonal forgiveness is for freedom and boundaries are for your protection. So like, you may forgive the spouse that's beat you for years. You may forgive the, the, the spouse that's cheated on you. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to restore the relationship. That, that's a whole other thing. So that person is unsafe physically abusing you and things like that. I'm not saying that you need to forgive them and get back together with them. What I am saying is you need to forgive them and release them to God to deal with so that you can be free. But if you're unsafe, a boundary is what's needed. A boundary keeps you, keeps what you value in and it protects you from what's the wolves, right? Amen. So this is kind of the fun part. I like to get to interact with you guys, and I've been talking a really long time, and at least that's how I feel. But so we're going to shift gears real 
slightly, take your leg, take the, because I know I've sat in, in those seats for a really long time. Right now you're in receiving mode, you're just listening to what I'm saying, but I want you to shift. We're going to shift into, I'm going to ask a question, and I want to interact with you guys a little bit. And it's not scary, but I, what I'd like to know is, what are some of the reasons that you struggle to forgive, you or other people? What, what, what are some reasons that you struggle to forgive? The feeling keeps coming back. Because the feeling keeps coming back. All right. All right. Pride. Good word. Pride. Okay. I'm not going to bite you. There's no wrong answer, actually. Here. <laughs> you refuse to admit that that person has offended you. Like, you don't want to admit that that person offended you. That's good. That's a good word. You don't want to admit that that person has offended you. Why would you do that, do you think? Um... That's good. Did you hear that? Yeah. So because forgiveness requires vulnerability, and that's scary. That may prevent you from forgiving. All right. One more time. Exactly. Repeat offenders. It's harder to struggle. It's hard to, it's a struggle and hard to <coughs> continually forgive someone that repeatedly does the same thing over and over and over again. That's a very good one. Any other, any other thoughts? Fear. Fear. Fear of? Yeah, no. So fear of what would happen if I forgave this person? Okay. I don't want to pass anybody over. I'll wait in the awkward silence. <laughs> Dave trained me very well about that. He's a, Amazing teacher. So you feel justified to be angry and, and to blame the other person. How about how about because you want the other person to hurt because they hurt you? That's a good one. <laughs> See why I want to talk to you guys? That's a good one. <laughs> Sometimes it's easier to deal with your anger, anger than to, to deal with the hurt. I think one main reason is because we listen to secular society, too. I think one main reason is that secular society will preach and teach you that you don't need to forgive and there is no forgiveness of sin. And so there's tons of people waiting and willing to tell you, oh, that's okay, honey, they, they hurt you. You know, you can just be angry at them. And you're, you justified. Can, you're justified in your anger. And, and maybe you are justified in your anger, but is it worth you killing yourself? Is it worth you becoming so bitter and so ineffective and having no relationship with God because you you're, you're, you're just would rather be stuck in the offense? So I don't want to belittle, like, forgiving is very, very hard. It's probably one of the hardest things you do, but it's also commanded by Jesus that we forgive. And it's for your freedom. So it's not only is it commanded, but it's for your freedom. No, and it's for your freedom, not but. It's mainly for your freedom. <laughs> Does anybody have anything to say? Do you, do you want to say anything? Does anybody have anything? It's good, brother. It's really good. Anything interesting? I like to leave... Gotta leave time for the Holy Spirit to speak, right? Amen.
There's all the, there's all my reasons for why we struggle to forgive, but I like your guys' reasons better. So take a snapshot if you want, but I think what came out was even better than, than just that. Um, yeah, why don't we... All right, so like last time I was up here, I told you I'm a tools guy. If I had a tool belt, one of my tools would be like, all right, we're gonna pull out forgiveness right now. We're gonna we're gonna start getting free. We're gonna we're going to do so. So what I'm, we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna pray this forgiveness prayer again. We're gonna do this model forgiveness prayer. Amen. And so take a minute or two, just bow your heads or close your eyes and say, Holy Spirit, do I need to forgive myself? Holy Spirit, do I need to forgive God? Holy Spirit, is there somebody that's indirectly offended me that I need to forgive? Who do you want me to forgive? You will get an image of that person. You will get, you will hear a name. Sometimes you'll just know who it is because you've been holding that person in unforgiveness for so long. Um, there's just many ways God speaks if you listen. He does. Holy Spirit, show us who we need to forgive. Help us to walk this out, Lord. Just release your anointing over everybody right now to hear you clearly, to see clearly. All right, so have the name of the person, or if it's yourself, just be ready to insert your name, your, or not your name, but your, like myself. If it's God, insert God. So we're going to pray this model prayer of forgiveness. You can pray it out loud and repeat after me. You can pray it um, silently, but I'm going to give time to say it regardless of if you're praying out loud or silently. So Heavenly Father, you have made it clear that you desire healing and freedom for me that can only come through my willingness to forgive. Therefore, I make a choice to forgive insert whoever it is and uh, for whatever offense it is so we're going to repeat that therefore make therefore I make a choice to forgive myself for the offense of whatever so then I confess that I have felt anger bitterness etc toward this person Also acknowledge that at times my response has been wrong and has not reflected your love and forgiveness. I choose to let go of the judgments I have made. And if the Holy Spirit is giving you a list of the judgments that you've made, uh, go ahead and list them. Not only judgments, but all the expectations I have placed upon this person as a result of this offense. <clears throat> so I release this person to you as I ask you to bless them. Heavenly Father, I come before you and ask you to forgive me. Oh. take full responsibility for each time I have violated your commandments. 
I thank you that because of shed blood of Jesus Christ and the power of the cross, I stand forgiven. Thank you for working forgiveness in my life, for healing and cleansing me. I ask you to help me to walk in the freedom, healing, and wholeness that you have for me. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you. How are you guys doing? Good. I can see how Alan's doing. This guy's wrecked. He's fun. Amen. Um, Amen. You can, the worship team can come up. I always always miss it, like I could have called them up a while ago. It would be nice to have music in the background. (laughs) You know, it's practice, brother. It's all good. (laughs) We're both learning. I forgive myself. I'm sorry. Come on. I release it. It's real. (laughs) Awesome. See you. You keep the list short. Amen. That's the other thing. Maybe you could talk on that. You could talk on that. I'm um, I'm at the end of my message. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm at the end of my notes. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. I want to review that forgiveness is the awareness of what someone has done, but forgiving them anyway. Forgiveness is a choice not to keep a record of wrong, or as Alan was saying, to keep a short list. It's a daily thing. It's a part of keeping your heart clean. Scripture says that who can ascend the hill of the Lord, those with clean hands and a pure heart. I want to have clean hands. I want to have a pure heart. I want to see God. Ascending the hill of God, what does that mean? It means I'm going to where he is. Amen. He's a holy God. He can't be in the presence of sin. So he sent Jesus to deal with sin. But you have to come and walk in and accept what he's done. Yes, you're forgiven. But if you don't receive that forgiveness, you're... It's like having $100,000 in the bank and, and you you don't ever access the bank account. Amen. It's like having a brand new car, but you drive the old car instead. It's like, ladies, when you buy a new dress and you never wear it, and you keep wearing the old one, you have to put it on. You have to put forgiveness on. If you want to be saved, you're saved, but you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. You believe in your heart that he, he is who he says he is. He's, he didn't leave room to make you... People want to say, oh, he's a good teacher. Or, oh, he was a prophet. He didn't say that about himself. He said he's Lord. He said he is the Messiah. He is the one that you've been waiting for. He's the one that's coming. So the testimony of him, he testified that he is, he is the Lord. He is Messiah. He is the one that you've been waiting for. He's the one. Behold, John says in, 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 his, in his epistle that, um, says, that John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He's, he's the perfect sacrifice for your sin. He makes a way to get back to the Father in relationship with him. Before Jesus, we were cut off from relationship with the Father. After Jesus, we have complete access to him. But if we don't 
step forward and take that access. We don't boldly approach the throne. We don't have it. It's, it's given, but if you don't receive it, it's not taken. Amen. Amen. I encourage you, if you've not prayed the prayer, for Jesus to be Lord of your life. Pray it. Say, Jesus, be Lord of my life. I confess that you are who you say you are. I don't understand everything, but I'm willing for you to teach me. I repent of my sins. I turn from the things that I've done in my life that are wrong, that have <clears throat> broken your law. Amen. And just and, and come so you can have access to it in this, this, this different level of... It's a journey. This is absolutely a, just a crazy journey, but... Um, if you're going to leave with anything, realize that you have access to forgiveness through Jesus' shed blood on the cross, but you have to access it. You have to access it. You can't, you can't just stay in, your, stay in your seat, so to speak. You have to access it. Um, so, Holy Spirit, come. Yeah.